Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. So today we are going to talk about uh, to resound. That is the title of today's message at Frequency, the Sound of Heaven, to resound. And as I stated last week, that heaven has a sound. Heaven has a, a sound. In fact, when we go into the creation narrative where everything begins into the book of Genesis. That word Genesis means the book of beginnings, the book of origins. We, we see something very interesting. The first thing that God created was not light, but it was a sound. The first thing that God created was not light, but it was sound. The first thing that manifested was not light, it was found. In fact, if we look at the text, it says in Genesis 1, 3 through 5, it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Verse 5, Then God called the light day, and the darkness he called the night. And there was evening, and there was morning. The first day. So the first thing that God created was not light, but it was a sound because it said that God said. See, sound will always will always uh, precede manifestation. And we're going to talk about that next week. That sound always precedes manifestation. That's why it's so important that you understand what sound you are resounding, what sound you are reverberating. And we see that God is establishing a pattern and he is establishing a picture that sound always precedes manifestation. So the first thing that God created was sound. His his voice resounded in the firmament. His, His his voice resounded in the midst of, of chaos. And so if God would not have said it, if his voice would not have sounded, then there would be no light. And so we've got to understand that there is a correlation between God's presence and his sound. See, God arrives on sound and God rides on sound. In fact, even faith can't be seen without a sound. Why? It says faith comes by hearing in order order for you to hear, there has to be a sound, right? So everything precedes, is preceded by a sound in the kingdom of God. And I know some of you still haven't gotten, why are we talking about frequency and sound? What does that have to do with salvation? What does that have to do? Because we've got to, we've got to channel in into the frequency of heaven. We've got to channel in. If we're going to see all that God has for us, we've got to understand how God will manifest. And so we see a principle that sound always precedes manifestation. Sound precedes manifestation. If God would not have said it, there would be no light, right? So faith comes by hearing. In order for you to hear, a sound has to be made, right? And so what we what do we say? That heaven has a, a, a sound. Heaven's sound is heaven's presence. God is his word. His word is his voice. His voice is his presence, and his presence is his power. So we can drill it down and understand that you cannot separate God's sound from his power. That's why every time he manifests his power, it is accompanied by a sound. 
So there has to be a sound. In fact, the first time the word sound is found in the Bible is after the fall of man. The first time the word sound is actually found in the Bible, it is after the fall of man. The Bible says that, you, we, we, we talked about it just a few, uh, a few months ago, that where, where Adam and Eve were placed in the Garden of Eden, right? And, and, and Satan came, came in as a subtle serpent and, and he tempted Eve, right? He tempted Eve and, and told them that if you eat of this, this fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then you're going to be like God. And what happened? They fell to the temptation. They ate of the fruit, but then God showed up. And look at what it says, right? Genesis chapter 3, 7, and 8 says, then the eyes of both of them were opened. The moment that they ate this fruit, it says that the eyes of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Look at what it says in verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. See, what that tells me, and you can't, you, it's not explicit, but it is implicit that they were familiar with the sound of the Lord. They were familiar that every time God showed up, because the Bible says that every day in the cool of the evening, he would show up and he would abide with them and talk with them. And what we see in this passage of scripture is that they understood that there was a sound that correlated with the manifestation of his presence. So when they heard the sound, they knew that it was God. Immediately it says, they heard the sound of the Lord. It's like when daddy walks into the house, everybody knows it, right? Because there's a sound. When mama walks into the house, there's the sound of tacones walking in the room, right? You, you, into the house, you know that there is a sound. And, and the Bible tells us right here that Adam and Eve, once they fell, it says that they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. See, the manifestation of God's presence is always accompanied with a sound. See, sometimes people ask, Pastor, why are you guys so watosos? Wato is the Greek word for, right? <laughs> like, why, why can't we be one of those nice, pretty, pretty churches, just very sophisticated and pretty. And, and, and why, do you, why do people got to cry? I come and I do all my makeup, and by the time I'm done, I look like a clown, right? Right? It's because we, we understand that, that there is a sound that happens when God shows up. There is a sound that happens. And so the manifestation of God's presence is always accompanied with a sound. And that's why when Adam and Eve heard the sound, they knew without a doubt that it was God. It was not the wind. It was not the sea. It was not a deer. It was not a bear. It was not a lion. When they heard the sound, they knew immediately that it was the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. There was a sound at the burning bush that when God called out to Moses, there's a sound in Job 37.5. It says, and God's voice is glorious in thunder. We can't even imagine the greatness of his power. In Ezekiel 43.2, it says, and I saw the glory of the God of Israel coming from the east, and his voice was like the roar of rushing waters, and the land was radiant with his glory. There's a correlation, just like we sang, with his glory and with his 
sound. You can't get God's glory without it coming with a sound. Job, uh, Daniel 10.6 says, His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared. There was a sound. His voice creates a sound of a vast multitude of people. Job 36.33, the thunder announces his presence. Even Job, the very first book of the Bible that was ever written, understood. Job knew that every time God showed up, his, his presence was announced by a sound. And the only thing that Job could correlate, he's not saying that God was thunder. The thing that he could correlate God's presence to and the sound of God's presence was thunder. That was his, that was his grid. That was his point of reference. And even there was a sound. So we go all the way from the beginning into the New Testament. There was a sound on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2 verse 2 says, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were. In, Re in the book of Revelation, the presence of God is equated with the sound. So we go all the way from Genesis into the law, the prophets, into the poetic books, into the New Testament, and now into the apocalypse, into the end of time. We see that his presence is equated with the sound. Revelation 1, 14 and 15 says, the hair on his head was white like wool and is as white as snow. I know you're thinking he's describing me, but it's not me. It's just is talking about Jesus, right? And his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. See, there is something interesting that in the Hebrew language, the word for sound is kol. Say kol. You're already learning Hebrew, right? But the word kol means voice, sound, or noise. It's the same word for sound as it is for voice. So, so the sound is also the same word for voice. Even in the Greek, which is the, the original language of the New Testament, the word for Greek is phoneme, which means a sound, a tone, or a voice. So we can understand that the sound of God is the voice of God. Like I said, his presence is his sound, and his sound is his voice. You cannot separate the sound of God from the presence of God. See, our voice in our presence can be separated. Separated, but God's presence is his sound. His sound is his voice. So his voice is his presence. So when God speaks a word to you, like when Pastor JC preached a few weeks ago, a sound is a seed. Why? Because his, his voice is a seed. And we're going to talk about that next week a little bit. That when God speaks, he's actually pulling out something he had already put into you. So when God gives you a word, he's giving you his presence in his house because you cannot separate God's presence from his sound. His presence is his sound and his sound is his voice. And that's what the Hebrew is telling us. When they heard the sound of the Lord in the garden, they heard his presence and they heard his voice. That means that when God always shows up, he's always speaking. That's why we've got to tune into his presence. See, you can't come into church with your earmuffs on, with your earplugs. You have to tune into the frequency of heaven so that you can get God's presence into your life. 
See, your experience here at church has nothing to do with the songs we sing or how well we play or how well we practice or, or how well I preach or how anointed I am. It has nothing to do with me. Your experience when you come into church depends on if you're tuned in to the frequency or not. That's why people can come in and say, Pastor, service was amazing. And others can say, well, I'm just not getting fed anymore. It's just not the same. I don't know. I remember we were in that little room, and you can really feel the presence of God. It has nothing to do with me or the worship team. It has to do whether or not you're dialed into the frequency of heaven. Because when you're dialed into the frequency of heaven, you can tap into his presence. His presence is his sound, and his sound is his voice. So every time God shows up, he is speaking. And every time God speaks, something is being created and something is being manifested. That's why we've got to tune in to his sound. You cannot separate the sound of God from the presence of God. His presence is his sound, and his sound is his voice, and his voice is his power. Hebrews 1, chapter 3 says he sustains everything. He sustains everything by the powerful word that he releases. So his, his power is found in his presence, but his power is also found in his voice because his voice is his presence. You cannot separate God's presence from his sound. So let, let's talk a little bit about the science of sound. Why is this important? Because remember I say that whatever happens in the natural also happens in the spiritual realm, right? So the, the theology teaches us that God used creation to manifest his glory, to, to reveal himself. So the more that we understand creation is nothing more than a picture of his kingdom to help us understand infinite concepts in, in a finite mind, right? So whatever happens in the natural also happens in the the supernatural whatever happens in the natural realm also happens in the spiritual realm so let's let's talk about the sound the science of sound like we, we've been talking about two weeks ago I said the sound is a form of energy just like electricity heat or light sound is energy now now sound is one of the most important senses of the human body and, and and just like you know that there are some sounds that are pleasant and there are some sounds that are annoying right and and we are subjected every day to various types of sound all the time so so sound like for instance when 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 you strike a, a bell let's let's look at it from a, a bell when you take a bell and you strike a bell, what does it do? It, it makes a loud ringing noise, right? Now imagine for a moment that you couldn't hear the noise. Imagine instead of hearing or listening to the bell, you would, after the, you strike the bell, you put your finger on it, what happens? You feel what? A vibration, right? You feel a, 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 a vibration. Now vibrations are the key to sound. See, this is even more evident in guitars and in drums. See, when you strum the strings of a guitar, you can see the strings vibrating. So every time you pick the string of a guitar, it vibrates, and it's the vibration that creates the sound. If, if, if you hold down the string where it is immovable and doesn't move, you can pick it all, it, all you want. You can, you can hit it, but it's not going to make a sound. And see, vibration is the key 
to sound. So when, when something stops vibrating, if the bell would stop vibrating or the guitar string stop vibrating, then what happens, the sound also stops. So sound waves are the result of the vibration of objects, right? So things that, that vibrate. So the back and forth motion of the body is what is called in, 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 in physics, in, in sound physics, is called vibration. So vibrating objects produced sound, right? And, and there are some vibrations that are visible, and there are some vibrations that aren't visible. In, in, in fact, if, I don't know if you've ever taken a rubber band, and you stretch out a rubber band, and you, you stretch it out as far as you can, and then you begin to plug it what happens it vibrates and it and it creates a a sound right the band moves to and fro about the central axis and while doing it it also produces a sound so sound is a vibration that propagates an acoustic wave remember brian did a great job of, of teaching us last week about about sound waves and how sound waves are carried but what produces the the acoustic wave is an object that is in motion an object that is vibrating. That's why the devil will do whatever he can to do to get you stuck and get you stagnant. Because the minute you stop moving, the minute you stop vibrating, and the minute you stop vibrating, the minute you stop sounding, and the minute you stop sounding, you stop releasing God's power in your life. And this is some good stuff. So vibrating objects produce sound, right? Produce sound, and the sound is a vibration that propagates an acoustic wave. But the wave can only be propagated or transmitted through a medium. It, it, it needs a, a conduit. In, in order for sound to be heard, in order for vibration and acoustic sound waves to, to, to reverberate and, and extra, expand and contract because that's what causes the sound. When you get molecules that, that, that produce, that come off of a, a moving object, these molecules, these sound waves, they expand and contract and that creates the sound. But if there is no medium for that for that sound to, to be transmitted to, then it will not sound. That's why you can go out in space and you can yell and your voice will not be heard. Why? Why? There's no atmosphere. There's no air. Air is a conduit for sound. Air propagates sound. So when you go to space, you can do... And, and your vocal cords are, are producing sound. You're yelling, and you can yell so much that you grow hoarse, but that's all you're going to hear is, why? Because sound needs a medium to reverberate. Now, a, a sound needs a, a, a medium such as a gas, a liquid, or a solid. So sound waves rely on the medium for propagation. And the, and the medium can, can be gas, it can be liquid, it can be solid. See, if you hear a very loud sound, what do you do? You cover your ears. How do you think that helps you from, from, from your ears hurting? See, when you cover your ears... 
you shut off the air flow inside your ears from the rest of the atmosphere. So the sound waves traveling around you are now unable to get through to your ear or the intensity of the sound wave you hear is greatly reduced. Why? Because blocking your ear creates a discontinuity in the medium due to the flow of sound energy being disrupted. So when you cover your ears, there's no air going to it. That's why you cannot hear. Are you with me? I know you're like, Pastor, what? I, I don't want to go to science. School's tomorrow. I purposely did not take physics in college, right? But understand what happens in the natural happens in the supernatural. So in order for sound to be heard, it needs a medium. It needs a conduit. It needs a, a, a connection, right? If there's no atmosphere, if there's no medium, if there's no, if there's no conduit, if there's no connection, then that, that, those waves cannot be transmitted. They, 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 they cannot flow, right? So when you cover your ears, you're covering, cutting off the airflow, you're cutting off off the medium that which that air, those sound waves are being transmitted, and that's why you can no longer hear, right? Because it breaks up and, and disrupts the flow. In fact, our voice is produced by the vi vibration of strings known as the vocal cords in our throat. When you make a sound, its vibration travels through the air, and then it reaches your brain through your ears, and then it is interpreted as sound. In this case, propagation of sound takes place through the medium of air. So we got to understand that that sound needs a medium. Sound must travel through a medium. It needs a medium, a conduit, a connection in order for it to propagate. So remember, whatever happens in the natural also happens in the supernatural. Whatever happens in the earthly realm also happens in the spiritual realm. This world is nothing more than a picture or pattern of God showing us how his kingdom operates. So just the same way in the natural, a sound needs a medium. It needs a conduit. It needs, it, it needs something to, to transmit it through in the spiritual realm. God needs a medium God is looking for a medium. God is wanting for his voice and his power to resound on the earth. God is a vocal God. God is a verbal God, right? Remember I said there is only one recorded period of time where God has been silent. In theology, we call that the 400 silent years. And that is the period between Malachi and Matthew. But we've got to know that God is always talking. Remember we said you cannot separate his presence from his voice. You cannot separate separate his presence from his sound. What does he say in Matthew? Lo, I am with you always. So if you've got God's presence, you've got God's sound. And if you've got God's sound, you've got his voice. And so when you tune into the frequency of heaven, you've got it. And God is wanting to reverberate. God is wanting his sound from heaven to be blown out all over the earth. But he's looking for a medium. He's looking for a conduit for his voice to resound throughout the earth. You've got to turn uh, your receiver or radio to the right frequency, but once you get the right frequency, you can hear what is now being transmitted and communicated. And see, sometimes we think God is silent, but God is always talking, and the reason we are not hearing his voice is because we're not tuned in to the frequency of heaven. We are consumed with our issues, our problems, our situations, our illnesses. Instead of tuning in our spiritual ears to the frequency of heaven, 
So God is wanting to manifest his presence. His presence is his sound. His sound is his voice. But God needs a medium. And we are that medium. God is looking for a medium for his sound on the earth to be propagated. And we are that medium. That's how he wants to use us here. He is looking for someone to resound his presence and his voice. He is looking to see. See, it's like these speakers that we have right here. That speaker does not produce a sound. That monitor does not produce a sound. All it does is resound. All it does is resound whatever music or voice or sound is being pushed through it. That's all it does. That's what Pastor Brian or that's what Brian was was trying to get us to understand that you and I we are speakers, we are mediums, that we are conduits for the sound of heaven to be reverberated and resounded here on the earth. That speaker has no ability to produce anything that's not being pushed through it. I can't put country music and expect reggaeton. Right? I, I can't. I, I, I can't. Whatever is, is being pushed through it, that's what's going to come out. And that's what I was trying to tell you a few weeks ago. That whatever sound you're tuned into, whatever frequency you're tuned into, whatever you're listening to, that's what's going to produce in your life. Because that's all we are. We're just mediums. We're just conduits. That's why we have to we, we have to be tuned in. In fact, the word resound means to be filled with the sound, to echo or reverberate. So whatever sound you are filled with is the sound you're going to produce. Whatever we push it right now, it's my voice going through this microphone from this pack to a, a receiver pack that sends a signal and then it brings a signal back. But I can't expect something else. Whatever medium, whatever sound we're pushing to this speaker, that's what's going to come out. And that's what happens with us. We are a medium for sound. And so whatever frequency we are tuned into, whatever sound we're listening to, that is what we are going to produce and he wants to fill us with his sound that's what happened on the day of Pentecost see we're focused on the power but understand the power didn't come until the sound came the sound came first and then the power came it was the sound and the tongues of fire it was the sound see God was looking he says now you're ready for my sound now you have been redeemed and bought by the blood of Jesus Christ you've been pur you've been you've been purified now you're ready to resound now I moved all of the contaminants I removed every short circuit that was in your life now you're ready to resound and that's what the day of Pentecost was all about. He wanted you to resound whatever is being sounded in heaven. He wanted you to sound it out here on the earth. He wants to fill us with his sound. His presence is his sound. And his sound is his voice. And his voice is his power. And just like this speaker, we need to resound his sound through us. 
We need to be filled so much with, with him that, that we are resounding him. The problem that people have with the church is that we are not filled with him. We are filled with religion. We are filled with problems. We are filled with our circumstances. And we are not filled with him. And whatever we're filled with, whatever sound is, is reverberate, reverberating in our lives, whatever sound waves are penetrating into our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirit, that's what's going to come out. And people don't have a problem with the church. They have a problem with the sound that the people in church are resounding. Sound of judgment and self-righteousness and religiosity and condemnation. We need to resound what he is sounding. See, there, there's nothing more frustrating to a sound guy is when they're pushing something to the speaker and it's, it's producing the wrong sound. It's producing feedback or, or, or static and, and that's frustrating and they have to find the source of, of, of the disruption. They have, the, they have to find the source of, of, of the lack of connection and I imagine sometimes that God is frustrated because he's pushing his sound, he's pushing his presence, he's pushing his voice and we're not reverberating his sound. We're filled with a bunch of static and a bunch of feedback and a bunch of talkback and a bunch of gossiping and a bunch of this and a bunch of that and we're not reverberating the sound man from heaven is like I don't know what to tell you God I'm pushing the signal through but there's a disruption they're not resounding the sound from heaven see because when we are filled with the sound of heaven we echo and reverberate his sound and that is what God is looking for us to resound his voice, to resound his love, to resound his presence, to resound his peace, to resound his joy, to resound his hope, to resound his forgiveness, to resound his grace. So the question is, what sound are you filled with? What sound are you filled with? We are called to reverberate his sound. Whatever's being sounded in heaven. See, that was, that was our mandate. We are a prophetic church, right? Our mandate is to build a prophetic church with prophetic people in a prophetic culture. And by prophetic, we mean that whatever God is being declared in heaven, we're going to declare it here on the earth. We're aligning our will with his will. We're aligning our purpose with his purpose and his priority. His priority. It's not about, about telling people their futures. No, what we are doing is we are resounding. Whatever, whatever is being sounded in heaven. And our daily life is to remove the disruptions, those short circuits, to remove the feedback in the static that keeps us from producing a high fidelity sound. It's in us. That's what God created us. And when we talk about it next week, remember, so, so God speaks... Be, and this is something that Pastor JC has, has taught, right? He, he, he created the earth, but before the vegetation produced, right, he spoke it and it produced what it already had. Right? He spoke it in it and, and it brought forth. He, he didn't create the, the grass. He didn't create the trees. He didn't create the, the flowers of the field. He spoke it and it produced what was already in it, what was already purpose and designed to do. And so when God wanted to create people, what did he do? He spoke to himself. Whoa. 
I don't think you're ready for this one. He spoke to the sea and and fish were produced. He didn't create the the halibut. He didn't create the cod. He, 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 He didn't create the whale. He spoke and it produced what already had within it. So when God speaks, he's just drawing out what was already in there. And when God's sound and voice comes to your life, he's already calling out of you what he put into you from the very beginning. So whatever sound we are being filled with is the sound we are going to resound. What are you resounding? And see, there's, there's something that, that follows the, the science of sound. See, there, there's a principle of physics and, 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 and the, the acoustical sciences, the science of sound is that everything follows its sound. See, whether we know it or not, our lives are producing a sound. Our attitude has a sound. Remember I said before that some sounds are pleasant and some sounds are annoying? Let me ask you, do your coworkers, do your co-workers think that your sound is pleasant or is it annoying? Your attitude has a sound. Your life has a sound. Our character has a sound. The way we relate and treat other people has a sound. Our lives are always producing a sound. So here's the key for us for every problem. Everything follows the sound that it makes. Remember, sound precedes manifestation. Right? This, the principle of the kingdom of God. What happens in the natural Happens in the spirit. Why is this so important for us? Because our success and satisfaction is determined on the sound that we are resounding. So everything follows the sound that it makes, right? So the jet follows the sound. The jet can't go left and the sound goes right, right? The train follows the sound it makes. The train can't go east and the sound goes west. Everything follows the sound it makes. In fact, when, 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 when you're trying to find something, the best way to find something is to follow the sound. How many times have you been driving and you're driving and you don't see anything? You don't, you don't, you don't see any lights, but all you hear is woo, woo. What do you do? You start following the sound, Right? And you start praying. Some of you, I mean, we, we go through the, we try it all to make sure, right? Why? Because one of the best ways to find something is to follow the sound. Because sound follows everything that it makes. And everything follows its sound. Your life follows the sound that it makes. How many times have you heard you've been driving and you hear the sound of an ambulance? You can't see it, but what do you do? You hear the sound and you start looking for the object that is producing the sound. And see, that's the thing with God. The more we hear his sound, the more we'll seek him. Because the more we seek him, the more we will find him. But everything starts with a sound. So what does the devil, he doesn't want you to seek him. He doesn't want you to find him. So the devil wants to disrupt the sound. He wants you dialed in to a different frequency. The frequency of your circumstance, the frequency of your problem, the the frequency of your failure, the frequency of your mistakes. He dials in 
He wants you to tune into that frequency. Why? Because your life will follow the sound. So what does that mean? That whatever you're resounding, you produce. That's why the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. It doesn't say, let the strong say, I am strong. See, a lot of times we think faith is calling the things that are as though they are. But the Bible says when you're weak, you've got to stand there and you have to make a sound that says you're strong because your life will follow the sound it makes. Let the, let the poor say, I am rich. You have to be poor in order to say you're rich. Why? Because your life will follow the sound it makes. See, that's how the kingdom of God operates. Everything follows its sound. So the, the question is, what sound are you making with your life? Your life will follow the sound it makes. If you're sounding of joy, I've never seen a joyful person become depressed. Why? because your life follows the joy and when you start making depressed sounds and oppressed sounds and you start having a pity party like Elijah all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in a cave you're going to find yourself in a dark place you're going to find yourself alone and abandoned why? because your life always follows the sound so it's important our satisfaction and our success are contingent on the sound that we are producing Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come so that you might have life and life more abundantly. If you want to have an abundant life, you've got to make an abundant sound. What did the prophet Elijah say? He said, I, I hear the sound of an abundant rain. He said, I didn't see a rain cloud. He said, I didn't see it start becoming overcast. I didn't tune into the Doppler radar system. I didn't go into the storm map. He said, because sound precedes manifestation. So whatever sound you're resounding is the direction that your life is going to be pulled. That's why I said the first week is that your words have power. You function like God. God said, let there be light, and light was created. If you notice, he didn't say, let there be darkness. Darkness already existed. So in order to counteract the darkness, he had to produce something that could overcome darkness, which was light. And he did that through a sound. And see, some of you, you fall into these depressive states because you keep making depressive sounds and something that should have been a moment now becomes a season in your life. Because your life follows the sound that you're producing. Why do you think we, we spend 30 to 40 minutes in worship just to wait for you latecomers to show up? Los ochoas, you know los ochoas, llegan a las ocho, empieza a las siete, pero llegan a los ocho. Los ocho, le tienes que decir a las seis para que llegan a las siete, right? No, why? Because we understand that there is power to your sound. And we're teaching you how to resound what is being resounded in heaven. Because we understand this principle that your life will follow the sound that it makes. So if you want to change the direction of your life, you have to change the direction of your sound. If you don't like 
your marriage, then you've got to change the sound of your marriage. If you want to prosper, you have to make a prosperous sound. If you want to be joyful, you have to make a joyful sound. Once again, he says, let the weak say. Why would God say, let the weak say I am strong? Because he understands your life will follow the sound. And every day, and I'm not talking about the power of positive confession. I'm talking about the power of positive proclamation. Declaring the sound of heaven over your life. See, because when you tune into the frequency of heaven, you're hearing his sound for your life. And now you're resounding what he sounds. And he needs you to be that medium and that conduit so that he can produce in you what he's already put in you. So the question is, what are you resounding? God, I need a change in my life. Well, change your sound. Quit complaining. Change the sound. Quit cursing. Change the sound. Change the sound. Whatever direction you need to change in your life, you've got to change the direction, of course, your sound. That's why this sermon series is so powerful. Because can you imagine, instead of cursing and condemning your marriage and your family and your situation, and I'm so dumb, I should have gone to college, and I'm a failure, and I made a mistake. Every time you speak it, you're pulling your life towards that direction. But when you begin to hear and resound what heaven says about you, it says, I'm the head and not the tail. That I am above and not beneath. That I am blessed. That I am highly favored. That I am filled. That I am full. That I am blessed and I am prosperous. Whatever you are resounding. There are people that don't even believe in God but understand the principle that your life follows the sound and people pay them thousands of dollars to go to a seminar to speak and profess positivity. Why? Because they understand the kingdom principle that you don't yet get. That whatever you speak, whatever sound you make is going to set the correct the, the course and the direction of your life. We're about ready to start a new year. And let's end it starting with the new sound so that we can start it with an even greater sound. Begin to speak life. Begin to speak hope. Begin to speak his will for our life. Will you stand? Lord, we just come before you today. God, dial us up. Tune us up. Tune us up, God, to your frequency. Tune us up to your channel. Remove all disruptions, all short circuit, all disconnection. Fine tune us, God. So our lives could be set to the course of your will, God. So every area and every facet of our life can be changed by the power of a sound. By the power of your sound resounding in us.
God, I just want to be a speaker, a high fidelity, high definition, high quality. God, that whatever you are sounding in heaven for my life and my family and those around me, God, I want to resound. God, I want to be faithful to your sound. God, I don't want it to be contaminated, adulterated. I want it to be pure. I want it to be all you. God, flow through us. Fill us, God. Resound in us. Let your presence, your power, your voice resound in us, God. We just love you and we thank you today. Dial us in. Tune us in. So that we can follow your sound. And we can resound what is being sounded in heaven. God, we want to be that medium, that conduit to resound your grace, your love, your purposes here on the earth. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us, and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.